0: You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host,
1: Mike Pastor.
0: Have you heard of generative AI? How about ChatGPT? Of course you have. For all the noise created by ChatGPT and generative AI lately, Applications that can write everything from your marketing assets to your term papers aren't the only form of generative AI. Let's say your bank wanted to train a machine learning model to help provide better customer service. Would you want your bank to be doing that with data like your account numbers and social security number? Hmm, Probably not. Synthetic data can help businesses get over the AI building and training hump and get into production faster. I'll let an expert explain
1: We know there is a huge need and companies want to move forward with artificial intelligence and machine learning, but we know that just the smallest amount of projects and models actually go into production. And with synthetic data, that percentage can be increased quite quite a lot. And also the quality of the data that's available for artificial intelligence and machine learning is um, much better. There is less uh, utility loss and so forth. So there is quite a few efficiency uh, messages in that area that work as well. That's
0: Sabine Klisch from Mostly AI. And on this episode of the B2B Nation podcast, we're talking about synthetic data, marketing challenges and goals, and Sabine's favorite tool. Spoiler alert, in more than 100 episodes, no one's picked this one before. Sabine Klisch from Mostly AI. Why don't you take a minute and tell us who you are and what you do?
1: Thanks, Mike. My name is Sabine. As you just mentioned, um, I am the VP Global Marketing for Mostly AI. I've been in B2B tech marketing for more than 20 years now, and the past 10 years a bit more actually working for uh, SaaS and enterprise software companies, and at the moment really busy with the topic of synthetic data.
0: So, so far in 2023, ChatGPT has garnered a lot of attention because of its ability to generate content. Your company mostly is also in the generative AI space, but instead of content, you're generating synthetic data. So can you explain to the audience what that is and why it's important to the people you're trying to target? you spot on,
1: Mike. Yeah, we're talking about generative AI and we're talking actually about tabular synthetic data. So like ChatGPT um, works with the content. It's uh, been, the, the AI has been trained on the content out there. So the same applies to our platform. We train the AI on existing data sets. In the case of our platform, it is usually customer data of our customers on premise. And how does it work? The AI learns all the patterns, correlations, statistic information of these data sets and then creates a new data set from scratch. So the AI generated data set looks like the original and has as many details but it's 100% privacy safe. So you can't relate back to any personal data points. So it's compliant with CCPA, with GDPR. It's also up to 99% accurate. So to relate back to ChatGPT, it is kind of like a little bit of your own ChatGPT for your business based on your customer data. So now you ask also, why is that important? And I mentioned the one point already, this is data privacy. The other aspect is data accessibility and data volume together with um, I think security and complexity, these are the main barriers today for AI or machine learning implementations that poses huge challenges and um, synthetic data is increasingly leveraged to replace Otherwise difficult to obtain data exactly these problems that data scientists machine learning developers have to access certain data to obtain data synthetic data can assist with that problem. Um, in actual fact um, Gardner believes that already next year 60% of all data used for a I will be synthetic to simulate reality future scenarios in de risk AI and just in comparison two years ago in 2021 that was just 1%. So there is a huge need for that. So
0: what is the most effective message for your potential customers? You mentioned security and compliance and the alphabet soup of regulations that everybody's got to follow. Obviously, speed, the the ability to do things quickly when resources are tight, as they are for a lot of people right now. These are all like, what's resonating with your target audience?
1: Yeah, you're right. Speed is one point. And in our point, it relates to reducing the time to data. Um, at the moment, as you know, um, in the in the economic environment that we have, um, everyone is looking at efficiency, absolutely. And reducing the time to data is um, a big point, but not only that, um, it's the move to data centric organizations that's taking place and every business looks at that. And there are a few aspects that are very closely related to those messaging. Um, in our case, it's often data dem- democratization which is a very strong argument, like synthetic data sandboxes, really to bring out the innovation part and proactively making these synthetic data sets available across organizations, what in the past was not possible. This is definitely one of the uh, things um, that gets our customers excited. And with that, hand-in-hand goes data sharing, because, for instance, um, of privacy uh, privacy regulations, um, um, there was or there are still big limitations. And now with synthetic data, it's possible to share data um, with offshore teams um, within global organizations, even beyond borders of um, organizations. Um, another point um, that comes with the privacy aspect is data anonymization. And there we um, separate between um, legacy anonymization tools and um, a more modern approach, like we represent with um, synthetic data. Um, because we know that specifically the legacy tools don't allow you to anonymize um, 100%. There's always a way to relate back to the personal data points. And with synthetic data, you can't do that. So a lot of organizations looking at, that, as you mentioned earlier, security, privacy. Um, uh, reasons um, you know hacks becoming um, cyber security is becoming a big issue so also as a way to protect um, their organizations however there's two more things the one is um, what we're seeing more and more is um, realistic test data is really in, in, uh, in the product and solution development that synthetic data can play a big role versus fake data, synthetic data that has not been generated with AI. Um, and there is different, different uh, definitely a difference between those two. And finally, I mentioned it earlier um, in machine learning development, better training data. Um, we know there is a huge need and companies wanna move forward with artificial intelligence and machine learning. But we know that just the smallest amount of projects and models actually go into production and with synthetic data that percentage can be increased quite quite a lot and also the quality of the data that's available for artificial intelligence and machine learning is um, much better there is less uh, utility loss and so forth so there's quite a few efficiency uh, messages in that area that work as well
0: you mentioned the the Gartner prediction right and the the tremendous mm-hmm. opportunity. And and growth potential in this space. So what are your goals for you and your team in in 2023? We're less than one quarter into the year right now. Where are you hoping to be when we're looking to flip the calendar to 2024?
1: Of course, in 2023, um, a lot of people look at resources, look at budget um, because of the economic climate. But for us as a startup or scale-up, that's normal, (laughs) we we do that anyway. For us, it's really the growth and the increase in revenue. Nevertheless, we have very aggressive goals. Um, We want to continue to grow. And in our case, it's um, how we can increase, obviously, the user of our platform. I mentioned our customer customer solution is an uh, on-premise solution. Um, due to the fact that our customers deal with um, privacy-sensitive data. However, we do have a free freemium version um, for people to just get acquainted to the topic and play around with it. So both for us, the freemium user acquisition as well as customer acquisition are in the center of, of the activities. But at the same time, to continue um, to create awareness for synthetic data and educate the market um, about AI generated synthetic data and that's why I said obviously chat GPT helped us a lot because all of a sudden everyone talks about generative AI and people take the time um, to play around with it um, that gives us a huge boost that we can build on and that works um, very f- uh, well for us because our vision is really that um, we can empower all people out there to build. A st- as we say, a smarter and fairer future together and that everyone can benefit from data. And we really believe with synthetic data that pre- present much less risk for the privacy and security re- reasons, uh, there are much more opportunities in the future. And that is kind of part, the second part of, of our goals to continue that journey.
0: What do you expect are gonna be the biggest challenges in 2023, the things you're gonna to have to overcome to get you there?
1: That's a good question, Mike, very good question. Um, of course, we feel in some parts the tense economic climate. And as I mentioned, we want to continue grow our business, grow the revenue. And we uh, have the majority of our customers in uh, the banking, insurance, healthcare sector. The banking and, and healthcare sectors are also uh, at the moment the two industry sectors that lead the way when it comes to um, applying synthetic data, introducing them to the business. And um, we we will see how the year plays out in those sectors. At the moment, um, we still very, very optimistic. Um, on the other hand, um, and I think um, you might have talked about that in your podcast, one of the challenges is really the disruption that has come with product led growth. So, the influence of the users, of the product user, of the business user versus what we know from decision, uh, what we know uh, from this about decision makers in big organizations. And that can't be ignored. So, this is one of the reasons also um, that we um, extend our effort there, where we just want to be more active and really be able. To help along both sides, right? That we that we can combine that and also have a great user experience um, for all people who are interest, interested in synthetic, synthetic data, and especially, as I mentioned earlier, to make them available, accessible um, to everyone out there who wants to play around with it, who wants to build a data-centric organization and doesn't want to worry about can I share this data with my colleagues, you know. Instead of just putting up a sandbox with a synthetic version of of the of the uh, relevant data to allow the organization to play around, to develop new scenarios, to simulate, to rebalance data, and whatever is possible, so to 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 balance those two out is definitely one of the challenges. And other than that, I think just storming ahead.
0: <laughs> I think. Uh- so many people have played around with chat GPT, mm-hmm. business users, tech leaders, the, the, like everyone. yeah, it's sort of it's good for people in your situation, I would think, because you're you're suddenly not as foreign or mysterious, I think, as you maybe were before Chat GPT came along,
1: yes, and you're absolutely uh, right there, Mike. Uh, as I mentioned, a big part of our role in marketing is still the educational a bit. And as you know, when it comes to artificial intelligence, and even now with ChatGPT, there are lots of concerns about the black box and what happens inside and how that can be regulated. So um, part of our marketing has always been and will continue to be um, to get involved where we can with that educational and awareness bit, but also to get involved with um, the development of um, the regulations, right? To see um, synthetic data, for instance, can can really help a lot um, when, it's, when it comes to transparent and responsible AI. There are different terms for that. Um, we can get involved there. So it's not only that we can say, hey guys, that's how generative AI um, Works. We can, through synthetic data, we can kind of make available information about how AI works and and how it can become more transparent, and um, that is something that we that we drive. That we drive in the marketplace, that we drive drive with regulators, that we drive at conferences and so forth. But yeah, other than that, it is it's fantastic, and we love it absolutely. How all of a sudden everyone is open to that topic. That is, it's really it is also so much fun when that's all what we want, right? We want to have fun while we work.
0: It's it's always nice when the market sort of comes to you. We put so much into effort in trying to get in front of people, and then suddenly the people are coming in our direction, and you're like, yes this is yeah. it's is a lot of luck but when it happens it's it's really it's a really good thing
1: it is absolutely and at the moment yeah we all really enjoying it we didn't <laughs> enjoy enjoyed it before but at the moment it's particularly fun, fun and also to see the different applications of generative ai you know you must just have a look at um at the moment all those overviews when you see um i don't know certain parts of the data and tech landscape, where they look at who are the players in generative AI, who are the players in data. And it is fantastic to see what happens in that area, how many clever people and how many amazing businesses um, come up and, and get established. And it is, it is really a very exciting part of the tech world at the moment.
0: All right, the question we asked just about everybody on bDB nation, what is your favorite tool to use? And our rules here are you can't say mostly AI or it's tools that you're marketing, and you can't say your phone unless you cite a specific app. None of us are of any use to anybody without our phones today. So what is that tool? What is that tool <laughs> you, for you?
1: You know what at the moment, my favorite tool is my backpack because it's my mobile office. It is really like that uh, so I someone who lives and works in different places. Um, I must say mostly AI because we are remote only organization. So it is very common to pack up and work from a different place. And I love my backpack. I love my backpack and um, everything is in one place from my podcast microphone, my laptop, my charger, my um, my backup headset, everything is there and I can travel the world and work from anywhere.
0: Yeah. See, I I have a backpack, even though I am not quite as mobile and don't Mm -hmm. travel the globe as much as you do. There's a backpack behind me in my office. It's got my HD webcam. It's got the backup microphone. It's got all the accessories and toys that I need, because I guess it just, I don't know, hangs from the wall easier than a file cabinet does or something. I don't know. Sabine Quish from Mostly AI, thanks for joining us on B2B Nation.
1: Okay, thank you very much for the invite, Mike.
0: Thanks again to Sabine Quish from Mostly AI for joining us on this episode of the B2B Nation podcast. Thanks also to the TA crew, including Hunter Hill and Amy Dunn. If you found this episode insightful or helpful, subscribe to B2B Nation wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Mnemonics in the Guild wrote our theme song. We'll catch you next time on B2B Nation.